In this episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, I'm joined by singer, rapper, model, and actress Nia Jolie. This is a great episode, man, because me and Nia go back a long time. You know, we talk about how we first met in New York City at the new Vibrant and Launch Party. Uh, I talk with Nia about how she wears a number of different hats as she navigates her career in the entertainment industry. Uh, I share the importance of having parents that are all the way in. when you have teenagers who want to pursue this industry professionally. I asked Nia about her earliest memories of music because she shared that she was about two years old humming songs because her parents at the time were both pursuing the industry and she knew she was first introduced to cadences and melodies and recorded herself singing cover songs. Uh, Nia and I talk about the importance of having an education to be taken seriously. Nia shared that she always makes a point to make positive lyrics because you know, she always wants to make sure and she knows that people are listening. Now, I said that she remembers being very young, around the age of four or five years old, when she started to write her own music and really get into what goes on behind the scenes uh, when you're pursuing a career in music professionally. I share with Naya how I respect her parents for always making a constant effort to make sure she keeps and maintains her positive attitude. Uh, we talked about um, the fact that I love her song called Mamba that she wrote and dedicated to Kobe Bryant uh, because really Kobe, the song really embraces lyrics about everything that really Kobe set up for what he believed in, you know I also talked with Naya about how she wanted to get into acting and modeling and how she started doing patterns at the age of 5 eventually auditioning for a Tyler Perry film and that's when she knew that acting allowed her to be able to, to totally portray a whole other person which fascinated her enough when she started to book commercials, which gave her the opportunity to work with QVC and other and do other print ads for other several cup for other companies, as well as several independent films. Uh, we talk about her getting paid as a child actor and how parents got to be careful because sometimes it can become a reality. Oftentimes, because a child can become the main provider for the family. You know, I just talk about the fact that. I would listen to Jaleel White on a podcast and how the fact that his mom made sure that he would live a normal normal life as possible because she made sure that he would just do simple things like the dishes when he would come home from set, you know. Um, I asked Maya about how she deals with her having her mom as her co-manager, and she said her mom does a great job in balancing the role between mom and manager. And we in the episode talk about how she balances school and her entertainment career, she shares that she does online schooling now because it just became too much of a hassle to keep up with public school. And as she gets older, I share with her that, you know, her experiences are going to change and she want to experience more adult things. But right now she's doing so many great things as, as a teenage entertainer. And I share about how I really love her latest single called Bonafide and ask her about the inspiration behind the song. And also she plans to go to college or continue her entertainment career after she graduates high school. She shares that there's so much more she wants to do within the industry, so she doesn't plan on taking a break anytime soon. And then she also talks to me about the new stage play that she's going to make. Hope you guys enjoy this episode.
Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Inspire Podcast, episode number 40. And this one, and I say this every episode, right? That it's a special episode because all my episodes are special. But uh, this one is extra special because I've got my old young friend, Maya uh, Jolie, with me. We've known each other for a long time, you know? And it's so good to have you on the pod. Now, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling blessed. Um, I'm just like, so excited to be here and be able to support your podcast. And I'm also grateful that, you know, we can talk again because it's been yeah. some time. We go really way back. So. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute, man. And I remember yeah. when I first met you in New York at the New Vibe Branch. Shout out to Herb Middleton, you know. Yes, that's, that's my guy always. And, and I remember meeting you and... and, and you know, you still had the same energy you have now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, that was good times, man. I was with my guy, John Dominique, who's that's like my brother. He's still doing his thing. So, yeah, so for sure, for sure. So um, you wear a lot of hats, you know, yeah. in, a, in entertainment from a songwriter to singer-songwriter, hip-hop artist, actress. Like, you do a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I stay busy. <laughs> he definitely stay busy. Um, you know, because it's it's, it's it's a tough career. It's a, it's a tough journey. Like you got to be built for this. You know what I mean? Like you really got to be built for the long haul. Because I think a lot of people come to this industry, especially now with the internet, specifically on the music side, thinking that this is just easy. It's hard. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be tough. Yeah. yeah and it, and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, it takes a lot. I definitely can agree with the expense part. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And shout out to your mom, shout out to Pebbles, because I know, yes. especially you have to have, especially at your age, being a teenager, you have to have parents that are all the way in. Yes, the support is yes. so valid. Yeah, like you, you gotta have that because if you don't have parents that are all the way in, in every which way, you know, but especially financially, it's yeah. really, really, really tough to do this. You yeah, know, especially yeah, if you're yeah. not committed, yeah. not committed to the journey, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah, I think that's important. So talk to me about like when you first got introduced to music. Like when was that first? Do you remember that? Like when you were like, oh man, I love I was, music. Yeah, I was surrounded by music at a young age. You know, both of my parents are actually musical artists or were at the time. And right. I was around two. So, you know, I, I grew up humming songs and singing songs. My mom was a singer. So, you know, I was, you know, introduced to cadences and melodies and all that really, really early. And my dad was a rapper. So you can see, you know, I picked up, you know, I picked up yeah. both. And I sing and I rap now. So I just remember pretty much sitting at a computer and recording myself and, you know, producing like covers and different songs, singing uh, Latoya Luckett and just all artists. And right. people actually were tuned into that. And so I kept going. And yeah, it's definitely been a journey. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I always like to ask that question because every, you know, every time I ask that to my guests, you know, everybody has a different response. And it's always like to be like, hey, you know, because I think we need music to live a balanced life. And, and you know, our arts to entertainment, this is why I take what I do very seriously, because, like, we need creatives like you, you know, to tell stories through music or film or, or whatever you do it, through dance, whatever it is you do. Yes. Like, we need people that do that, you know, because it's a real craft. I think, as I was saying before, the Internet is kind of have 
giving people a false sense of like, oh, okay, I can just come in here and hustle my way through this thing. And like, yeah. no, people, people craft, people dedicate themselves to this their whole entire lives. And I think it's personally disrespectful to think nobody can just come in and just, oh, okay, I'm automatically supposed to be successful because I can sing or I can write a lyric or whatever it is I can do. And I was like, no, like the biggest thing for me is education because it's the one thing that a lot of people take for granted yes. when they're coming into our industry is that education matters. Everybody wants to go straight to the mic and that's all good. But if you don't really have the education and that comes along with artist development, because that's the one thing that's lost now is nobody wants to do that. And nobody wants to learn and go in the classroom and actually, you know, take the time to learn what this is really all about. Mm-hmm. And then they want to know why they're not successful. I said, well, I can pretty much tell you why you're not successful because yeah. you're not willing to embrace the journey. You know, everything about entertainment in general is a long play. Everything. You know, everything you do is like for five years in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey, you know. So, but education, I think, is always the missing link because so many people don't even know the basics of what to do. Like, they don't even know yeah. what a, I had a conversation today with somebody. I said, well, okay, I said, well, which PRO are you with? I asked Cap, be my, and like, she's like, ask Cap. And I'm like, okay, well, do you know what ask Cap does? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, you know, and it's like, yeah. these are basic things. Yeah. that you have to know if you want to consider yourself a professional. You know what I mean? So so it's, it's so many people that don't know this stuff and they want to, they, they think they're professionals because they get behind a mic and write a rhyme. I'm like, or whatever it is they do. And it's like, no, like, there's, yeah. there's way more than that. <laughs> I agree. It's a lot more than just standing by and or getting in the studio for a day or two. It's, right, right. Yeah. Right. Did you do you feel like you embraced the education part? Like, how was that for you? Did you just like oh. start in the mic or like did your parents like sit you down and say, okay, this is what you have to expect if you want to do this type of thing? How was it for you? Yeah. To relate to what you said earlier about how, you know, people take music and through music and poetry, they can tell their story and what they've been through and also educate others because you know, when once you put out that song or that product, people are listening, people are tuning in. And so for me, I think it's so important that when, you know, I'm writing, I find a spot to myself and, you know, I try to write about actual lessons and morals and values of, you know, such. So when I- Definitely, your your music is really positive. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, obviously you're a teenager, you try to keep it clean and things like that. So that's definitely, you know, that's definitely the wave, you know, because in your generation, there's so many people that are like, you know, that don't want to do that. They just want to be negative and shoot it up, shoot it up, shoot it up, or whatever they're doing. And just like, yes. you have so many young people dying at 16 and 17 and 18 years old yeah, when they've barely even lived yet. You know what I mean? And they're dead at 18, 19, 20. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm 35 and I feel like, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, wow, that people, it's just, for some reason, you know, they just, embrace that type of life and it's like you know they might not make it to 25 like making it to 25 for some some of these young it's like a it's like a it's like a milestone like you know yeah. and 25 isn't really that old <laughs> you yeah <know>? yeah <laughs> you know so definitely so for sure definitely um um so yeah so 
So you kind of knew you wanted to pursue this. Is this something you knew like pretty early on? Like, I want to do this for real. Like, what do you know? Do you remember like the moment that you like, okay, it's one thing to be introduced to me, but like, this is what I want to do. Yes. Like, when did you know that? <laughs> it comes with the drive and it comes with the passion. I would say I knew at two. So okay. like very, again, like very young, I just remember wanting to, you know, I was exposed to it, yes, but I really wanted to, you know, dive into it and dive deeper at, right. you know, a young age. So I would say two or three. And at four and five, you know, that's when I actually began writing my own material and writing my own music and actually yeah. seeing the behind the scenes because it's like you said, there's a lot that goes into it. And so I was actually, you know, my parents educated me a lot also in the industry and yeah. how it works and, you know, what you want to put out, but also what you want to promote. And so right. Right. like all together, all those different aspects really influenced me and made me want to. Um, take it seriously at a young age. So yeah, and I think that's smart. You know, going back to having your parents, I think about like Sony. I think about Sony Norwood and yeah. how she really got behind Brandy and Ray J's careers, and she particularly Brandy her being a female, she yeah. made sure to keep Brandy's image at the age you were at. Because you guys kind of started around the same age. You know, she started at fourteen, fifteen. You know, you know, really in the limelight at fourteen, fifteen, and her mom was really, really, you know. And I was talking to my man Kipper Jones about this because, you know, Kipper wrote a lot of Brandy's early records. He wrote Baby, 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 and mm -hmm. I Want to Be Down, which was originally supposed to go to, I Want to Be Down was originally supposed to go to Vanessa Williams. It was not supposed to go to Brandy, but they cut, because at that time, Kipper was working with Vanessa Williams, and they had just come up with some, told millions and millions of records. He's like, I don't work with kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we really want to cut the record on this 14-year-old girl. We think she's really great. And so I just cut the record. They cut the record and thought, okay, I guess I was wrong. And they did it in one take. <laughs> but he told me about Sonya, about like just the fact that she was such a hard, hard ass for, you know, because she had to be. She had to make sure that she kept the imaging. She kept Brandy's imaging a certain way till she came of age and pretty much do what she wants to do. Yeah. And she wanted to make sure that the image that was portrayed to the public at the time was what she was. She was a teenager. She wanted to keep it that way so you could keep the innocence for as long as you possibly can. You know, as you get older, you know, you're going you're gonna to experience different things. That's just natural. You know what I mean? But definitely at the age that you're at, you know, I really do respect your mom because I've watched her and I see she's very, very, very particular on the things that she lets, you know, and that's good because you have to be in this business Absolutely. because you have yeah. to be because people will take advantage of that and push the envelope and push the line as as far as they can oh, <laughs> without crossing time. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, shout out to your mom and your dad for that, because that's really, really important. For yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So, you know, I checked out that the Mamba, so talk about you, but I checked out that Mamba, that was really dope. Like, I loved yeah. that video and, and, and I know Kobe would be Thank uh, you. proud of that. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I still remember the day when we found out that he, I, like, I couldn't believe this. You gotta be kidding me. Like, because it was like, I remember when we lost Nipsey, mm -hmm. you know, about a year before that. And it's just like, man, we lost Nipsey and we lost Kobe like within a year, pretty much. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, like, you know, it's like, and he's like so young, but he accomplished so much, you know? And I think, Exactly. The, the the title of the song, Mamba, like, it's perfect because it's all about working hard and grinding and, like, putting in the work. And I loved how your rhymes talked about that. 
hard work. Yeah. But tell me about the inspiration. You know, what made you want to write that song? Oh, man. I know that's such, it, it sounds like a simple question, but it, there's depth to it. Um, around the time when I found out about his passing, um, a lot of my family and my siblings and just like I said, like just relatives in general, they actually looked up to Kobe and yeah. they loved watching him play and his play style and all that. And so he definitely played, he played a major part. Not only did he, you know, on the sports side, just his character and gen right. in general, he was right. very like just kind and giving. And so when he passed, I knew that, oh no, 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 I have to like, I want to make something that can actually be, you know, like to represent his memorial and to actually have something that I can relate to because he really was inspiring. And so like, I live with three brothers, so I know that they also looked up to him. So I sat down, I actually wrote Mamba, you know, in like at home alone. And I just wanted to actually be in depth with it and the lyrics. And I wanted to put all the passion and incorporate the Mamba mentality about how you have to stay dedicated and keep going. So I thought that was important for it, especially his legacy and everything. And so that I tried to put that all in the song and as it came about, and as I even, you know, entered the studio, I was able to actually throw in the ad libs and all the important stuff that I think would really press on with that. So. Yeah, no, it's dope. Like I said, your, your cadence uh, when you rhyme, you know, it, it, it just feels good. Like, you know, Cadence of, of your rhyme style, your delivery, it, it's it's professional. You know what I mean? And, and the way you go about it, you know what I mean? So, like, it's super dope. And I could tell it's a theme in, in the way you rhyme. It's part of your delivery. I listen to Bonafide, but I could, could still hear the same cadences. And, you know, the subject was different. The subject, was, I, I, truth is, the subject was similar. You know, I mean, but the cadences were, 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 were similar. So you can tell, like, how you, you've polished that, for sure. Yes, thank for you. For sure, for sure. We'll get the Bonafide in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, so that was cool. So you've been in a lot of commercials and mm-hmm. and film credit. What are some of the products on the acting side that you've done, commercials? And and I think you've done some ads, too, for QVC and yes. stuff like that. So talk to me about that. Like, how's that been? What were, what what made you decide you want to get into the acting? You know, because music and acting is two different things. It's like two, yeah. different, two different worlds, as they say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually started off with, well, this might be, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to explain it this way. Okay. I started off doing pageants. So with pageants, be, you know, it comes with modeling. And so with modeling, okay. it does lead into acting and how you portray yourself on camera. So if that makes sense, if that kind of intertwines, that's how no, I kind of got into acting. Definitely. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. For sure. At five, I actually auditioned for Tyler Perry's film and for Tyler Perry film. And at the time I wanted to actually dive in more and more because I saw the script. I saw how you're able to actually portray somebody else because it's acting. You can still be your humble and bubbly self at home, but when you step into that role, you can be somebody totally different. So I was really interested in that. And that led on to commercial, like print ads and working and all that. And so with QVC, I was able to model clothes and stuff like that and actually model a product. So that was really cool. And I also did Boscovs. So I would see myself here and there and like the, like the ad and print work. And that was actually really cool. Nice. I was around like, I was in like elementary school. So that was super big to me and it still nice. is. And as I got older, I started to do more bigger projects. I was in an indep- I was in several independent films. I was in Beautiful Destroyer. I was in 
the book of Nimrod. I was in just different several projects. And as of right now, recently, I'm actually working on a stage play. So that's very exciting as well. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I remember your mom promoting. Also, oh. What else? Okay. One more thing. I'm I'm starting to remember. I actually worked with, yes, my apologies. I've worked (laughs) with Mr. Alsi on several films where we've traveled. I've worked with Tia Monica. And so all of that's that's awesome like that's awesome to do to, to to be a part of so many great projects done so much you know how old are you 16 15 yeah 16 wow 16 <laughs> yeah you've done you've done so much and have quite a resume you know um yeah it's cool to you've done stuff to be a professional i'm sure you got paid for a lot of the stuff you did yes you know and so i know they have special rules in place for that uh, where so they put the money aside. So, you know, you got a lot of these stage parents that like to, you know, take advantage of their kids, you know, and it's tough sometimes when you're when you're younger and you end up making money and essentially become yeah. the breadwinner, you know. I was I was watching, I was listening to Jaleel White and he was talking about in his family, you know, because he when he got into the industry, you know, Jaleel White from Family Matter, you know, Urkel, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was listening to him on a podcast. And he talked about the fact that he got to the industry because his parents were dentists. His dad was a dentist. I think his mom was a homemaker or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he got into the industry to pay for college. Right? He didn't think that he was going to become what he became. And I think I think on Family Matters, you know, supposed to be, he's only supposed to be on it for like maybe eight episodes and he basically became a series regular. And you get to the point where like now you start making a lot of money. Yes. You know, and so his mom was always made sure that, okay, yeah, you got, yeah, you make money, but at home, you're going to wash the dishes. You're going to take the garbage yeah. out. You know, you're going to, you know, because you get to that level yeah. of when you, you are essentially, you know, in his case, he wasn't, but in a lot of cases, especially with black families, you become the breadwinner. So you're probably making more money than the, for the family, but, you know, so it's, it's hard. So it becomes a kind of a warped reality, <laughs> you know, where it's like, okay, you know, like they, your parents still have to discipline you, and at the same time, it's like yeah. you go to work. You know what I mean? I think about somebody like Raven Simone. Yeah. Raven Simone is worth like four hundred million dollars. You know, some crazy number like that. You know what I mean? And it also, too, she came to the industry at a different time where you could make the money. I mean, obviously working for Disney. I mean, talk about big paychecks. You know what I mean? So, so it's very. But I know. I think it's called the Coogan or something. Where it's like they they essentially put your money aside so that way, you know, people can't access it. They can't access it. It's there for you. So yeah. so that essentially the stage parents can't steal steal the money essentially and, and make sure it's not there. You know, because that's a lot of parents. A lot of people do that. A lot of parents do that. And, you know, and it's tough because what are you going to tell your parents? No. <laughs> right. You, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's, it's important, you know. To, um, so you have an acting agent? You have an acting I do, agent? yes. Yeah, 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 so cool. And then your mom, your mom's in your music, she's your manager on the music side. Yeah, she is. So the way that works is I, she's co-manager as of right now. So okay. it's like she's co-manager. She's So she's momager. That's her title at home. You know, it's like. Okay, okay. She, and, she and, how's, and, how, and how's that for you? Do you enjoy that? Or, or are, you, are you at the point now where you're like, hi, mom? you know, I kind of just want you to be mom. Like how, yeah. how is that? How is that for you? 
<laughs> she's super mom she makes it work so it's okay, like okay. yeah she pulls it together there's times when she's like okay Naya you know you got this scheduled down and here's your agenda and da 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 but then there's right. also those moments like hey there's a fork in the sink you know right <laughs> but, right right definitely for sure no yeah. no no for sure yeah because a lot of times you know with, with, with parents who manage their kids it's always I say this all the time you know it's just people there's people in the industry who don't like to deal with with, with, with parents is because it's emotional for them. Oh, like everything they do. Up. Hold up. Can you hear me? Am I breaking up? Hold on. Let me pause. Uh, so about that guy had a little technical difficulties so we're back. Um, but I was, as I was saying, you know, a lot of times with, with, with parents that manage their kids, it's always tough sometimes because it's emotional for them. Right. So, yeah. So, so you know, with 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 that, when it comes down to making business decisions, I think your mom does a good job with this. Though I don't think she gets too much involved in the emotional side. She's 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 on top of her stuff, you know. Yeah. So, so she's good for that. But there's some parents. That's also because she's been in a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm specifically talking about parents that like don't really know a lot. <laughs> so yes. they come in and they sit in these rooms and they don't really know and like so people in the industry don't like to deal with people like that because it's like okay you're just kind of here talking the talk mm -hmm. but you know you got to be really careful but i think a lot of them because they get it they want to make sure their kids are not going to be taken advantage of because there's a lot of people in this industry that are that thrive on taking advantage of young people and taking advantage of oh, yeah. people in bad contracts and things of that nature you know what I mean? You know, with JoJo, she was on Blackground Records. Mm -hmm. And remember, she couldn't put a, she had signed a deal like, like 11, right? And so so she was in a deal all the pretty much all the way up till she was, so if I'm not mistaken, so she signed a deal of 11. So she should have had, she should have had to sign a new deal once she turned 18, because by law, you can't be in the same contract. Once you turn 18, now you're an adult. So you, they had to, they should have put her into a new kind. That's ultimately what helped would help her get out of that deal because she couldn't put out she couldn't put out music for like ten years. And she had to pay a lot of money to attorneys to get her out of the you know out of the deal. Now I think she has her own label now with Warner, but the music industry, the music business side can get really really ugly and nasty. And so you got to be really it's careful. Good. Yeah, you got to be really careful. You know, and, and things of that nature. So, no, but your mom does a great job of. I watch what she does, and she does a great job of making sure that she keeps you grounded at the same time, knowing what to do properly. You know, because especially, yes. I'm sure yeah. up until recently, like you're just a kid, you just want to, you just want to do the art. You know what I mean? I'm sure you're yeah. getting. I'm sure you're yeah. getting at the point now as you're getting older. Like you're probably a little bit more interested on the business side now. As you get older, but I mean, I'm sure when you were much younger, we're just like, okay, we just want to shield her or like let her just do what she let her be a kid, you know, and we'll handle the business, you know, because that's always can be tough. I see it all the time, like, you know, so she's done a really great job to keep you level headed and grounded because you can really get a lot of people get messed up in this business. A lot of young people get messed up in this business and unfortunately turn to substances and different things we see it all the time unfortunately we see people die young in this business you know what i mean yeah. and so it's really really important to to keep good people around you that care about naya first Extreme. the person yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. when i manage an artist you know i care about them first before the artistry side 
because it's you got your people first, and I, I always make make it a point to to to, to share that, you know. So yes. so yeah, that's also good. That's why you're being so successful because you have people that care about you, and it's like it's bigger than just oh she's she's a talent. Like at the end of the day, if this was all go if this was all to go away, you're still gonna be a person. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's important to to do that. Um, cool. So. Talk to me about how you, so you're in regular school still? Do you go to regular school or are you homeschooled? I actually do online school now. Okay. So yeah, I I did used to do public school. So as you probably can imagine, that was a hassle being absent like on several occasions and then coming back with like work and having to, you know, manage all that and still be on the road. You know, it ultimately came down to, just taking it with you on the road. So I do online schooling now and it's super convenient because, you know, I can be at a rehearsal or on set or in the studio and, you know, go off to the side and, you know, finish the test or something. So it's very very cool. No, no, that's important because, you know, you gotta, I know you have to be in school a certain number of hours, you know, I'm sure. I don't know what the rule is. I try to change the state by state because you're in Philly. Where you're in Philly, right? Where are you at? I actually, yeah, I'm in Philly. Like, but I reside a lot, so I travel a lot. I'm gonna be honest. So I like to say tri-state area. I got you. Okay, okay, okay. It just makes more sense. Yeah. No, no, no. Definitely, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because you know, you know, obviously, you know, balance of school and entertainment. You know, it, it can be it can be a lot. You want to keep your mental, and then you still are, you're still a teenager. You know, yeah. and you're still, I'm sure, you know, so you're into boys and all that type of deal <laughs> you know you get to that age so i can i can say it you know yeah. <laughs> so you know but um no nah, it's definitely you know stuff you, you're going into a young woman now you know what yeah. i mean and it's gonna like i said there's gonna be things that are you know you're gonna grow you know i mean i remember when i was 16 and it's when i was 16 it was much much different world you know you talked about over 20 years ago you know what I mean? That was a much different. There was no social media. There was no what it is today. There was no Instagram and TikTok. Everything that there is today. And it's just like, even with social media, you got to be so careful because people yes. people compare themselves. And, and I know, for you know, are you on social heavily or do you handle your own socials now? Yeah, I actually do. So, you know, it, it was more um, mom managed the account until, you know, cause there's like age restrictions. So she managed it until I was 13. She still does, you know, here and there, cause she is co-manager or momager, as we say. Yeah. So any messages or any, um, contact or business deals, you know, she will moderate it and, you know, cool. so just, no, that's, you know, that's important. No, no, no. That's important because, you know, very. yeah, you gotta be careful because these days it could, anybody can go into your DMs and you gotta be really, really, right? Really careful. <laughs> There's so many things. You're like, it'll be the most strangest. Like, I'm like, ah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really careful <laughs> stuff. So I totally understand where you're coming from with that. So, yeah. um, cool. So I wanna, I, I wanna talk about um, your single. So you got a new single coming out, right? Bonafide. Yes. Talk to me about. Talk to me about that. I listened to it. I checked it out. It's definitely it's a bop. Definitely Thank a bop. You. Definitely a bop. I like it. You know, that's what the kids, that's what the young people say now, right? It's a bop. Yeah, they it's do. A vibe. It's like it's a hit. It's a bop. You know, yeah, a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe for sure. Yeah, so yeah. tell me about tell me about Bonafide. Tell me about what that's about. Bonafide, yeah. Um, I originally got the title for Bonafide. Um, I don't even. I think I was just looking up 
some I wanted to find synonyms for official. And so okay. bona fide was one of the terms and I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, this is it. This is the one. And keep that in mind. So the name bona fide, right? Okay. So when I was writing for the song, I wanted it to be really surrounded by what like what the person could be focusing on. So when I write my music, I want people to be able to relate to it. Something they can actually sing and, you know, be conscious of what they're singing about and know what they're singing about. So the motive behind the song was to have people be able to focus on what they're focusing on. You know, your drive, your passion can be towards one thing. And as long as you're focused on that and not drama or whatnot, you know, you can really drive, you can go hard. You know, it's about that grind, that hustle, like motivation. And so that was really important. And so here's the thing. While I was in the studio recording for Bonafide, I think on the wall, one of the walls, there was a plaque and it actually had written Bonafide on it. And I was like, this is it. I was like, yeah, this is right, right. Yes, it just felt right. And so that's that's the title, that's the name. So Bonafide. That's what's up. And now you're working on the video. So can, can you talk, like, do you have ideas? So are you directing the video? Are you putting the treatment together? How's that working? I actually let my mom and my co-manager kind of take the idea of the video because I wanted them to, you know, I wanted them to kind of surprise me. I did have some input while okay. in it, but I wanted them to, oh, I, I have something I want to talk about. So okay, I wanted them to actually capture me driving. And so okay. that was something that, you know, there's a little funny joke going around that I can't drive. But I want to prove people wrong. So in this video, you'll get the preview. You'll get the little sneak peek of me driving. It may be seven seconds, but it's something. Okay, it's something okay. to put out. So nice, nice. That's okay. definitely something that you guys can see and watch out for. But it, it's the video is fun, and I hope everybody can just tune in and really enjoy it. It's it's really great. Very cool. And I want to backtrack. So I want to ask another question. So <laughs> with so. We're going back to school. So, so are you are you planning on taking entertainment? So, do you want to go to college after high school, or is just like okay, I'm going full fledged. I'm I'm an entertainer. This is what I do. Or is I, it like yeah? Oh. I worked so hard on becoming an entertainer um, throughout the years, so it's definitely something I want to carry with me. Mm-hmm. It's something I enjoy doing. I know um, a lot of people will want to jump into the entertainment industry and they're like it's work it's a job and it, it, it can be but for yeah. me it's something that i would love to take with me mm-hmm. um i've seen artists you know they're a full-time lawyer but you know they come home and they you know produce a pop or something so i definitely want to be able to do that and whatever in my sites that i really want to focus on then will be included so yeah okay cool yeah i want to ask that because you know again because there's so much that goes into being doing this as a career so it's like okay because you know to go to college and that's a whole nother pivot so it's like you're pivoting you know and and is it something you really want to do or it's like you know or like are your parents pushing you towards college but it's like it's why it's tough because you know because college is expensive too and and you know and people of color you know you know it's college and college isn't what it used to be college is not what it used to be there are no guarantees like the people you know because from our parents' generation, you know, and it, it was all about let's go to school, get a de- get a degree, right? These days, it's not so much that it's like you know people are going, people aren't even finishing the degrees, and now we have kids. Now we have these teenagers who are rich and young people because they understand tech and they get all the stuff going on. So it's a whole yeah. different world. So I think where you got to approach school now, I always say is whatever it is you want to do doesn't require a post-secondary education meaning after high school 
you know, it doesn't require you to have, ex, you know, extended training, you know, after. And it could be a trade. You know, people go out of high school, they, they do trade. They go to do, be an electrician or they be a plumber or they be whatever it is, a truck driver, you know, something, you know, and they actually end up making more money because it's because they have, they have a trade more than just, okay, a, de- a degree. And I have my degree, you know, for Full Sail University Entertainment School, but, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I have my degree, which is cool, and I end up getting a free education. So it worked out for me. So I'm not against nice. education. I'm just saying, you know, when, when you're in this business, it costs so much money, like we said earlier, to be in this business, this industry. Like, okay, you're going to then put the same energy and time into trying to pursue a degree. So yeah. I just I, I just wanted to ask that, see what, see what your mindset was with that. Um, cool. And so yeah. before we end it off, uh, so you talked about the stage play. So tell me about the stage play. Ooh, I don't know if I could put too much out of that. Okay, the, the, the only say, only talk, only talk about what you can. <laughs> yes, I'm going to give you like it's confidential. But okay, okay, I'm okay. Try to okay. A little bit. This stage play is real, and I mean that as in it is genuine as it could possibly be. The directors and the writers of it really went into depth with this project. Right. They made it so that young people can get the message, elders can get the message, pretty much anywhere in between, you know. And it's about, I'll, I'll tell you the main thing. I'll, it's about how harmful weapons could be. Okay. In certain situations. Okay. That makes okay. sense. That's you guys cool. really have to tune in. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. And I always say, you know, in the, th- in the theater space, they always say that's where the real thespians are. Real, the, you know, one, one thing to be on on movie, but when you get to the theater because it's live, you yes. know, it's live every night. There's no cut. It's just like it's live. And it's just like, yes. you know, it's really, you know, you really got to be, as they say, you got you to gotta have you gotta have your chops. You got to be, you know. The show must go on. <laughs> the show must, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So there is no, right. So they always say that's where the real thespians are made in the theater and in the, in the, on, on the live stage. So. That is so cool, man. This has been such a great conversation. I've been, I've had such a great time. So where can the people find you before we get out of here? Where can they find you and uh, how can they connect with you? I'm on socials, everybody. So yeah. you can actually follow me on Instagram and reach out to me on there at official underscore Naya Jolie. I am on YouTube as Naya Jolie. And I'm also on Facebook as Naya Jolie. I have a unique name, so... You yeah. should be able to find me. Yeah, no, I typed it in on YouTube and it came it came right up. And your video yeah, from Mamba awesome. came right up. You know what I mean? So like I said, yo, go please dog, go check out that video from Mamba. Just don't go check yeah, it out. It's a definitely you. a it's definitely a vibe. I gotta plug. I mean, I was like, okay, this is a vibe. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a this is a bop, as they like to say. Yeah, thank <laughs> so, you. So for sure. So yeah, man. So like I said, I wanna thank you for being my guest today. It's been great. You know, I definitely gotta have you come back. It's like been said, a pleasure. You, you and I go way back, and this is so good. Let's stay in touch. Let's, you know, like I said, I talked to your mom probably a lot more than I talked to you, but I'm just so glad that she was able to give us the opportunity to, 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 to chop it up and have a good time, and you be a guest on my podcast. And definitely gonna have you back again soon. Yeah, sure. absolutely. We're, we're gonna talk about some more stuff next time we talk. I mean, you have you have more stuff going on. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, this has been another episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast. And this is your host, Darrell Peart. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.